0: Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba. Comprehensive, high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Peyton Lee Cantor here with you this morning lead. This is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast founder with SMB Franchise Advisors, Mr. Steve Beagleman. Good morning, Steve.
1: Good morning.
0: Now, Steve, before we get too far into things, tell us about SMB. How are you serving folks?
1: So SMB Franchise Advisors is a franchise consulting firm. Uh, we work with franchise or on you know, setting up better practices and systems to grow their franchise brands or new and emerging brands on helping them franchise their business. We've been in business now uh, since 2010 and we've helped uh, over 250 brands franchise their business or existing franchisors, you know, improve their systems and their processes.
0: Now, what are some of the qualities that a company, maybe a mom and pop out there has that, uh, you know, you would look at and go, man, this has a shot at being a franchise.
1: So when we really look at a business, you know, for us, we want to make sure that the concept is franchisable, replicatable, duplicatable. You know, some businesses are so unique that, you know, they just only work in one market and they're really not set up to be a franchise. Uh, Other companies just don't have the proper systems and processes in place. Uh, and they're too involved in the day-to-day operations of their current business to actually become a franchise. So we really, you know, evaluate the business, evaluate the processes in the system, uh, look at the team they currently have in place, um, understand the economics of the business, so if sales increasing or decreasing. If sales are going down for the last couple of years, franchising is not the right avenue to grow your business, right? So we're looking for companies that have sales that are increasing. Um, good unit economics so that the franchisees can make money. Because remember, franchisees have to pay royalties as well, uh, on their sales, not just, you know, food costs or labor costs of the restaurant, service business, you know, labor costs, et cetera. But they also have to pay royalties. They need to still be able to make money. So unit economics are very important, uh, to make sure that they work, uh, in order to franchise a business. So for us, we're really looking at all of those factors when evaluating a business and deciding whether we think it as what it takes to become a franchise concept.
0: Now, does the business have to throw off like a million dollars per unit or are there some franchises that throw off 50 grand? Like, or is, is there kind of a price point for anybody? Like, does that vary?
1: It, it really does vary. It's interesting. A lot of people, you know, have the misconception that I have to be doing a half a million dollars or a million dollars to franchise my business or I need two locations or five. Um, those are, you know, misunderstandings. You really don't need that. You can franchise your business with one location. You can actually franchise a business before you even have a business operating, but that's really hard to do. Uh, but, you know, as, as long as the business itself has good unit economics, um, that's okay. And you can franchise that business. So, for example, uh, you could have, you know, a pet walking business or a business that services exercise equipment. And we have both of those that are home-based type of businesses that have great margins on their business, um, but the top line revenue is not as, you know, it's not a half a million or a million dollars to start out. It takes time to build that. Although both of those concepts have great ideas that are doing those kinds of numbers, it takes some time. Whereas we have other businesses that, yeah, generate over a million dollars in revenue. So there is no set formula for somebody that says, you know, if you're not doing a half a million dollars in revenue, you can't franchise your business. You can be doing $150,000 in revenue, if you're making $70,000 profit out of 150 and you have a concept that's, you know, replicatable or duplicatable, uh, we could potentially help you franchise that.
0: Now, uh, what about uh, the kind of the industry? Does it have to be our B2C franchises more likely to be successful? Because uh, we see so many restaurants and those kind of food or oriented things or can B2B work as well?
1: Yeah, we do we do everything from service businesses, uh, children's concepts. You know, fitness is is a very hot industry right now. Um, you know, food obviously has always been there and always will. Um, you know, be a great sector. The pet sector is terrific right now. Uh, senior care. So you know, people will do anything for their kids. They'll do anything for their parents. They'll do anything for the pets. Um, and you know, those industries are really booming. And fitness again, we're Wake up one day and find out that working out is bad for us. So those sectors are all great. Food is great. Uh, we do home services. You know whether it's handyman services, whether it's uh, you know repairing equipment. Um, those types of businesses do do very well. Uh, you know as well. Uh, and then you have concepts that are you know high end concepts too, uh, in the pet space or childcare. You know, opening a childcare facility uh, is very very expensive. I mean, can be over a million dollars. Uh, but the returns are very strong, uh, but takes time to open up those types of business.
0: Now, since doing this show, we've run across several. Um, I call them clusters. I don't think they call themselves that, but where maybe it's a home service concept, and then they add painting, or they add um, you know something else related to pool services, where that uh, then when the franchisee comes on board, they can get into one, and then they'll have kind of a growth. Uh, path or just internally inside that one system that they can open up two or three or four different kind of home service oriented um, uh, concepts. Is that a trend you're seeing?
1: Yeah, it, it is. You know, it is. And I've been in this industry over 30 years and you see different trends all the time. And right now you are seeing several franchise brands own multiple concepts, uh, you know, whether it's lawn care and then it's you know, house cleaning or painting. Uh, and then, like you said, it's, you know, it's cleaning out pools, whatever it may be. What franchisors are realizing is they can leverage their system, their franchisees who are doing well and give them the opportunity to operate the same territory that they're operating now with their successful concept and add another brand into their portfolio. The franchisor has this great. You know, situation because they already know the franchisee. They know they're successful with their first concept. They can give them that second concept, collect additional royalties and not have to, you know, provide as much support, uh, which is great. And they know that the franchisees, you know, are good operators. So, and for the franchisee, it's a great opportunity too, because they could leverage their management team potentially into a second brand. So you are seeing that a lot, especially in home services. Uh, you are seeing that a lot. And you know, you've seen it in food before. You know, whether you've seen a Taco Bell and a KFC or a Pizza Hut it's co-branded, uh, you know in the food industry we call it co-branding, um, and now you're seeing a little bit more of that uh, in the home services sector in, uh, in franchise.
0: And I would think another added benefit is that that lowers the customer acquisition cost because the the same customer would be appropriate pretty much for any of those home services at least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, franchisors realize that. Franchisees realize that too, right? So I already have a good base. I'm painting houses. I'm doing seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars 800000 Whatever I'm doing in revenue which is terrific. Um, And now I can leverage it to, you know, house cleaning or, you know, cleaning out pools or whatever the case may be. So um, they, they absolutely realize that. Um, and the acquisition cost for the customer is much less because they already have that great customer base that now they can look into with their next business. So you are seeing that a lot.
0: Now, in your business, you help a, a business that is not franchised yet um, kind of go through the process of considering whether it's a fit or not. You kind of vet, the, vet it and see, a, you know, kind of the pros and cons. And then do you help them actually take it to market to get franchisees? Like, where does your service begin and end?
1: Yeah, so our our services really begin evaluating the business concept and that is you know franchisable or not. Whether the franchise the, the owner of the business really is ready to be a franchisor because it's you know franchising is a whole new business. It's not operating the same business. Whether it's a pizza shop, it's a yogurt store, a dry cleaner. Um not the same business that you're operating today. Being a franchisor is a whole new business, and you know, we need our clients. To understand that and have that mindset. Um, if they don't, then they're not ready for franchising. And we've turned, you know, plenty of people down and told them what they need to do. And then many of them come back to us years later and, and are ready to franchise. So, you know, franchising is a whole new business. We help them become a franchisor. We take them through the whole franchise process and getting the franchise disclosure document, the FDD, done and complete with the franchise attorneys. We take the lead in that whole process. Uh, we really act acted their you know, their coach through the whole process of becoming a franchise, uh, creating their FDD, their item 19 financial performance representation, uh, putting together the, the, you know, territory size, the franchise fee structure, the royalties, all those things to understand, you know, how do they look at this business? And then while that's being created by part of our team, the rest of our team is working on creating their franchise operations manual, uh, their franchise sales process you know, all the things that they need to really become a franchisor. And then we do take them into franchising. We help them launch, uh, hopefully successfully in franchising, and, you know, talk to them about, you know, how they can talk to potential franchisees, what they can say, what they can't say, um, and really launch the brand into the franchise industry. So we take them through that whole process. We like to call it four different pillars that we take them through. Uh, you know, the sales, the marketing, the operations, and the and the FTD portion of the uh, of the process.
0: And then um, the person that you're the or the company you're working with, once they have all that, do you help them get new franchisees, or is your job done once they're kind of out into the world as a franchise?
1: Yeah, we coach and guide them through that process. So we'll educate them on you know which franchise trade shows may make sense uh, you know, online marketing, social media, you know, LinkedIn, uh, all the different ways that they can go and market the business, whether it's posting you know, placing ads in Us for a magazine or whatever they're doing, uh, we will guide them and direct them with what we think makes sense for their brand, because not all brands are created equal. Like right? some brands have million dollar investments and should market one way, and other brands have you know home based concepts with a twenty thousand dollar franchise fee and it's all an investment of thirty thousand dollars, like a You know, a travel agency business. So those businesses are marketed very differently than you know million dollar you know child scale concept or luxury pet hotel.
0: Now, what's the range for your service? If somebody wants to consider this, is this um, do you take kind of a percentage based on future sales, or is it uh, based on just a fee for service? How how does uh, the finances work?
1: Yeah, so we we tell people that in order to franchise their business. The total investment is, you know, between seventy five and and $100,000, and that includes our fee. That includes also paying a franchise attorney to draft the franchise disclosure document, the FDD. Um, and we take the lead in that whole process, but you still need a franchise attorney to actually draft the document. They all have a 30-page questionnaire, a 30-, 40-page questionnaire that needs to be filled out. We fill that questionnaire out, take that lead in that process. But all in, somebody's really looking at an investment over 12 months of about seventy five to to $100,000. So you don't need that sitting in the back one, but you need that over a period of time of 10 or 12 months. And the process typically to become a legal franchise, to become a franchisor from um, when you start the process, typically is between three and six months uh, of the process, depending upon if somebody's based in a non-registration state or a registration state. And there are different, you know, rules for, for which state you, uh, you start your business.
0: But it's not one of those things where you have to start in all 50 states, right? Like you can kind of work your way through the country?
1: Absolutely. Exactly. So, you know, typically we'll start a brand if it's a, you know, certain concept. We'll tell them that we only want them to grow regionally. So a couple of our brands that we launched recently, we only grew in the state they're based. They both are based in New Jersey. So we said, hey, you're only going to grow in New Jersey, sell some units, award some franchises get them open, make sure they're successful, and then you can expand in other areas. One of the biggest mistakes a franchisor can make when they launch the franchising is sell a franchise or award a franchise across the United States and not be able to support them. So that's a big mistake. Um, some brands can do it if you're a service brand um, and you don't require as much hands-on support. Uh, but for retail locations, food concepts, uh, you know, we would not recommend that. We would recommend that you award franchises close to home to start before you start growing outside the area.
0: What about internationally? At uh, What stage do you recommend a, a firm being at before they expand internationally?
1: Yeah, you want to have some units, uh, you know, open and operating and, and successful. You want to have an infrastructure in place, some support people on your team besides yourself uh, before you're typically going internationally. We've had brands go early. Um, and sometimes it's just because the economics are right. Um, but, you know, typically you don't want to go there too early uh, because, you know, it's hard to support people. It's hard enough to support people here in the United States. And then when you go internationally too early on, uh, it becomes real challenging. But it's a great growth vehicle for companies. You know, we have clients that have concepts internationally in China, London, Dubai, uh, all over, you know, the, uh, the world. But uh, you want to grow at the right time.
0: Now, um, when a company is deciding to franchise or not, um, like there's some firms like Starbucks, like they don't really franchise, but there's other firms that lean heavily on franchising. What is kind of the, the math matrix you would kind of go through in order to determine, is it better if I just self-fund units or is it better to franchise?
1: So when you're evaluating whether to franchise your business or, or open corporate units, I mean, it comes, a lot of it comes down to economics and power um those are the two biggest factors right so you know from a manpower standpoint you know can you operate multiple locations okay i'm operating in philadelphia where i'm based out of uh, and i can get to a second location a third location a fourth location but if i want to see this brand in boston i want to see this brand in you know miami i want to see this brand in la am i ever going to be able to get there on my own and you know there's not a right or wrong answer some people are great and just want to have a great local regional brand that's awesome but a lot of people that we talk to we ask them those questions they know i want to see my brand become national at some point i want to see it come all up and down the east coast and i know i can't do it myself I, you know i'm operating one location i'm operating three locations now but i just can't get to 20 or 40 or 60 or 200 Um, and franchising really allows people to grow much faster It allows them to utilize other people's capital to invest in the business and open in their markets. And those people typically know those markets better than you would. Because in most cases they either live in or live close to those markets and have connections. So franchising really allows companies to grow much faster than traditionally through company owned units. So if you go out and, you know, raise twenty or thirty million dollars, you can grow through corporate units. But, you know, a lot of brands, other than Starbucks and a few others, you know, Chipotle, Starbucks, they've done a you know, good job opening lots of units. But most of the brands out there that you see, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, Subway, McDonald's, uh, you know, Marriott Hotels, uh, they're franchised. And there's a reason they're franchised, because they wanted to grow faster. And, uh, you know, they couldn't do that on their own, and franchising really allowed them that that goes there.
0: Now you mentioned that once a firm decides to franchise, then their business shifts. Then, you know, they're no longer trying to sell one more hamburger. They're uh become kind of more of a training and support kind of business, right? It's a shift kind of in the mindset of the, the founder or whoever is running the company at that stage. Now it when they're they make that mental shift, how hard is it to add in the element of now I gotta find these entrepreneurs in, around the country and educate them about my offering.
1: Yeah, I mean, finding the right franchisees is probably the most difficult part of the whole process because, you know, it, it, you know, people will come in and be interested in the concept, typically, but, you know, sometimes you need to say no. Uh, I had a childcare franchisor that we launched into franchising that today has over 100 units. In the beginning, early stages had four or five and had somebody come in and said they were interested in the franchise. They had the capital to invest, but in the end said, I just want to let you know, I really don't like kids. And, and the franchisor called me and said, what do I do? And I said, you turn them down because right. everything, all your core, core values are about family and caring. And, and this person was only interested in the financial component. So early on, you really need brand ambassadors, people who are passionate about what you do. And, you know, I had a fitness concept that we launched into franchising. Somebody came in and just didn't, didn't, you know, meet the values of the business. And it's tough to say no early on, but you, you need to make those decisions because in the long run, it's going to help you get to, you know, 100 or 200 or 300 locations. So finding the right franchisees is not easy, but we'll help you through that process. Um, and it takes time. Uh, I tell people, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So as long as you understand that the end game is great. Private equity loves franchisors. Um, they love that as an exit strategy for franchisors. We've done a lot of private equity transactions with our clients. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, but you got to work hard to get to that point. And I think a lot of our franchisors, more and more people are coming to us to franchise their business because they do want to get out of their day to day of the business. They do want to get to another level of not doing personal training anymore, not, you know, checking dogs into the hotel, not, you know, uh, teaching people how to climb the rocks at the rock climbing gym. But they want to be more teaching people how to run the business and approve location and see their brand grow at a much faster rate. And that's really where franchising comes in, becoming a franchise.
0: So now you mentioned that you have to have kind of this marathon mindset. Is there any um, advice you can give that emerging franchise or to create that escape velocity so they can take their business to the next level? Are there mistakes that you see people making or, um, or tips you can give them to help them create the escape velocity to really, um, you know, get to that next level?
1: Yeah, I think making sure that you, you know, grow smart is the most important thing. Again, not awarding franchises across the United States and, you know, in L.A. when you're based in New York with one unit. Uh, that's a big mistake. You're not going to have distribution set up. You're not going to be able to support them operationally with your team, it's going to cost a fortune to go out there every time. So you know making those right decisions, awarding people who you know stand for the brand and, and believe in the brand early on because those are your brand ambassadors that other potential franchisees are going to call to validate the concept. You are providing great support. The concept's really cool. It's exactly what I thought it was when I got into it. I love this brand and that's gonna help you grow smarter and in the long run make more money on the exit. So, you know, the mistakes, growing too fast, awarding franchises to the wrong people, and growing in the wrong markets too fast. Um so those are some of the big mistakes that we see people make. And obviously we work real hard with our clients to make sure they don't make any of those.
0: Now, can you talk a little bit about your backstory? You've been in the franchise world for a minute or two. Is there anything, um, you know, like what was the catalyst for you in your career that said, you know what, franchising is where I'm going to dedicate my career to?
1: Yeah, it's been uh, probably a little longer than a minute or two, that's for sure. Uh, I've been in the industry now for over 30 years. I love the industry. Franchising has been great to me. I got into the industry uh, in the mid-80s. My family had started a packaging and shipping business that they franchised. I was a kid, a 16-year-old kid, who just was mesmerized by franchising and business. I interned for the vice president of sales that my dad had hired. I watched franchises to people. And uh, when I went off to college, convinced him that I wanted to sell franchises as an 18-year-old kid. Um, moved into my college dorm room. And, uh, my roommate had pictures of dear and beautiful women on the wall. And I had extra maps with push pins plotted where I was putting all my franchises. Blues were targeted. Greens were under construction and read my open stores. So, um, I literally called potential franchisees from a college dorm room, which you couldn't do today because of caller ID and, uh, awarded franchises at franchise trade shows two, three times a month in, in Philly, Washington, DC, Boston, Florida, wherever they were. Um, And it really springboarded my career. I uh, started a concept in the early 90s in the food delivery industry. So before Grubhub and Uber Eats even existed, I created a food delivery concept where we would deliver from 30 restaurants to people's homes and offices for the same price they pay as if they went there and I got a discount 30% off the menu price. That's how I made my money. So you could order from TGI Fridays, Applebee's, a local Italian restaurant, Chinese, Panera, whatever you wanted. And um, we started that business in the early 90s while I was in college. I franchised the business after I graduated in 93. And uh, by 1994, grew it to 35 franchise locations, the second largest in the country. Doing it and uh, sold my company in uh, November of 94 to my largest competitor. And went on and grew that brand to about 150 locations nationwide. We were a little bit before our time because we didn't have the technology that there is today. You know, back then we were using two-way walkie-talkie through Nextel to communicate with our drivers and what else? Hacks for maps to get around. We didn't have GPS, which we did back then. And, uh, you know, went on and built several franchise brands after that, like Reed Italian Ice, uh, to over 350 operating stores in charge of all the sales, development, real estate, and construction for the brand. Uh, then eventually Salad and, and eventually Hollywood Sands Rice is the CEO of a 350 unit chain. Uh, started SMB back in 2010, uh, and have loved it ever since. Our business has grown tremendously every year. We have an amazing team of people that support our clients every day. And uh, you know, I do a lot of interviews for publications. I write, you know, Forbes online and their franchise division uh, every month. And uh, franchising has been great. I love to speak at franchise events. I'll be heading to Miami this weekend and speaking at three different sessions there. So franchising is what I love to do. Uh, and I love to educate people, whether it's the right growth vehicle for them in expanding
0: their business. Now, what do you need more of?
1: Uh, what do I need more of? Yeah. We need, you know, we always we always look for you know exciting new concepts that uh, are unique that we can roll out into the franchise industry. So I think you know what the industry needs is is you know more new concepts. Listen, I love pizza. I grew up in New York uh but you know everybody has the best pizza. You know, we like concepts that are a little bit unique, a little bit different, um, that you know, that you can take to market that people can get excited about. Um, you know. And look, we have concepts that are very, very successful at the high end at the million, two million dollar investment level, and we have concepts that are very successful at the you know, home based, you know, twenty to fifty thousand dollar investment level and then everywhere in between. So we really can help brands anywhere in their life cycle. But we need entrepreneurs who understand that they have to extricate themselves of the day-to-day operations of their business. And and we've had that conversation with a lot of our brands. Uh, you know, one of our most successful brands is over 250 territories now, and he started at his parents' kitchen table. And I remember when I first met him, I told him he wasn't ready to franchise. And he said, I have, I have your fee. I'm ready to pay you. And I said, it's not about our fee. It's about you being ready to support franchisees. And you're just not ready yet. So he asked me what he needed to do. I told him, came back to me a year and a half later. He said, do you remember me? I said, absolutely. Uh, he said, I did everything you told me. I said, okay, let's go through the list. We did. I said, okay, now you're ready to franchise your business. So today's in 250 markets across the country, uh, including Hawaii, London, and some pretty cool places. And there's nothing more exciting than when you get off a plane and you drive, and then you see their brand. So, so that's the kind of success stuff story that we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, franchisors or potential franchisors that really have that ambition that want to work hard franchising is a tough business it's not easy uh, and it's not a great you know get rich quick scheme it's something that uh, as i mentioned earlier it's a marathon not a sprint and if you're willing to be in it for the long haul to be very rewarding for you, for you as a franchise
0: now if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation uh, is there a website
1: Sure. They can go to our website, which is smb, like small, medium business, franchising.com. So smbfranchising.com or smbfranchiseadvisors.com, either one. Uh, And then get to our website, read all about us, read about the bios of our amazing team, supports our clients every day. Um, There's some video testimonials from a bunch of our clients there. Uh, We believe in networking and letting our clients talk to each other and learn about franchising. So we have three networking events a year where we bring all our clients together and they learn from each other. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a great industry. And like I said, uh, it's just hard work that people just need to understand.
0: Well, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your story today.
1: Oh, my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much, guys. And, uh, and I look forward to talking to you in the future.
0: All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.